and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Samantha here, of course. Um, I hope you've all had a lovely, lovely week. I'm actually going to go out surfing in about two hours. I'm meeting my friend down at the Janjaka Beach. Cannot wait. Um, and I went surfing on Monday Arvo as well. And funny story, actually, as we're coming back from the beach, so we're coming down, I, I don't know if you've if you're in Victoria and you've been to Torquay, you would know the, the surf beach and the um, surf lifesaving club. And you walk down, there's like a bit of a hill to go back to the car park. And as I'm walking down, I was telling my friend about this really restrictive diet that I know of that people get put on. And it's almost like a huge, like the biggest loser type thing. And I was talking about how the, how you exercise so much and you go on um, a restrictive eating plan that's quite low calorie. As I'm telling her about it, this girl that's walking beside us, no idea who it is, she had her headphones in. She pulls her headphones out and she starts telling me how I shouldn't do this diet. And I'm just like, bro. Anyway, she's like, oh, don't do that because it'll stuff up your metabolism, it'll stuff up your hormones. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, not to do it. And anyway, I said, I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm a nutritionist. I was just telling her about it. Anyway, and then she's like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted your conversation. I'm like, no, you shouldn't have. Mind your own business with what we're talking about. The amount of times I hear about people's diets that they tell their friends about, and I can just keep it to myself because they're not asking for my opinion. But yeah, it was quite funny. She just went on this whole rant about how she did that and how it stuffed up her metabolism, her hormones and all this stuff and made it harder for her to lose weight in the long run. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get that. Um, anyway, that was the point of that story was just, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. She interrupted and told me not to go on it. Like, why would I go on that diet? Anyway, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going on it. I'm just telling her about it but you wouldn't know that because you just had your headphones in and interrupted our conversation but anyway awkward if she's listening to this podcast what would be the chances of that though <laughs> anyway I'm really enjoying going out surfing seriously it makes me feel so much better so much better after getting in the ocean and getting back out and I can't wait to go out again today it's the best but I have my food recommendation for today it is miso soup I don't know if I've actually recommended this before. Um, I don't think I have. Anyway, I love miso soup. It's just really nice. It has lots of probiotics uh, in it and it's quite good for your gut health. To be honest, I'm a bit unsure about whether the probiotics still survive because when you have this miso soup, you're having it with hot water and I'm pretty sure the hot water kills the probiotics. So I'm not 100% sure if you still get the benefits from it because when I've researched it, it's come back with misleading info and controversial info, I should say. So I'm not 1000% sure, but it's still a nice healthy soup that you can have. Um, And I have it after dinner sometimes. It's really, really nice. I get them from Woolworths, you can get them from Coles too. There's so many different brands. Um, I like the ones with the tofu in it and it's so delicious. So that's my recommendation for today. 
actually on that, I did post it once and somebody asked me if they can have this as a lunch. Absolutely not. No. Not enough protein, not enough nutrients, not enough everything in it. It's barely even a snack, let alone a lunch. It's just, there's nothing to it really. So do not use this as a meal replacement or anything like that. It's just something in addition to your usual diet that you can have. Now, I don't know if you guys follow Joe Rogan. I don't follow him, um, but he posted something about the US government posting about how Lucky Charms are better for you than ground beef. So I want to chat about it a little bit and how that's come up. So to start with, in America, they don't have the healthy food pyramid. I'm pretty sure here we have the healthy plate, not the food pyramid anymore either. But what they use instead is a system which is made up from by Tufts University in the US. And it's a nutrient profiling system which measures a number of factors and give a rough idea of how healthy and nutritious something is. So the nutrient profiling system is called Food Compass and gives a score between 0 and 100. So if a food is rated 70 or above, it means you they're recommending you have more of it. And if it's rated 30 or lower then they recommend cutting it down and limiting it in your diet. Now, Food Compass measured over 8,000 different food items and they judged them on nine different categories about how nutritious they are, how many additives and contain um, any like processed ingredients in there as well. So that's how they, they measure things on this Food Compass. And ground beef scored 26 so below 30 meaning you need to cut it out or cut it like lower like the a low amount in your diet whereas lucky charms scored 56 so they're still not recommending you having a lot of it but it's still ranked higher than ground beef which is pretty interesting right now i suppose both of them really didn't score high as in you should have more of it in your diet but they both fall into the category of foods that should be eaten in moderation so I thought this was really interesting I'm like what okay what are they using to determine that Lucky Charms should be ranked higher so I did a little bit of further digging and I looked up okay what is Food Compass and what are the nine uh, categories they rate their foods on the, f- the nine um, categories are the nutrient ratios so um, saturated to unsaturated fats, that sort of thing. Vitamins, minerals, food-based ingredients such as beans, yogurt, seafood, like plant-based foods, all that sort of thing. Additives, lipids and fats, fiber and protein, phytochemicals, and how much it has been processed. So they're the nine things that they rate them on. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. I don't see how still Lucky Charms can be ranked higher than ground beef. So I went onto Lucky Charms website, had a look at their ingredients and everything. Okay, now Lucky Charms is fortified to the max of all vitamins, all minerals, everything is added into the into the Lucky Charms. So even though it is high in sugar, sugar is the second ingredient. So remember when you're looking at the ingredient panel, the first ingredient means that that makes up most of the product. The second ingredient means it makes up the second most of the product and third and so on. So whole grain oats is the first ingredient that makes up the most of the product, then sugar and then cornstarch in Lucky Charms. Um, Anyway, so this food is made up of a ridiculous amount of vitamins and minerals. It has vitamin E, calcium, vitamin C, iron, zinc, vitamin B, all B vitamins, A, D, B12. There's heaps of folic acid, so much in it. 
And if you look at the nutrition um, panel as well, there is no saturated fat, no trans fat, um, pretty much no fat at all. There's 1.5 grams altogether, which is nothing. It has no cholesterol. It has moderate amount of sodium, about 230 grams per serving. And it has a little bit of fiber. Now, I am guessing because I couldn't find any information as to why this was ranked higher. So I am just using my own, I suppose, educated opinion on this and would say that the reason this is rated higher is because of those factors, because it has no fat, so no saturated fat, because what they're looking at is all the different categories and how they're going to affect you developing diseases, right? So if it has no saturated fat, there is going to be, okay, I'm distracted now. Oh, this is actually really inappropriate. So if I look to the right, I can see that there's these boys all with their shirts off. <laughs> okay, there's tradies with their shirts off working on the house next door and now it's distracted me. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to continue on to what I was talking about. Um, yes, so I'm going to guess the reason why this was higher is because it has all the markers of something that would be considered a healthier option even though it definitely is not so no saturated fat that's not going to contribute to things like high cholesterol because that's something that is obviously an issue in the u.s the fiber to carbohydrate ratio is what they recommend in the u.s so i think that's another thing that contributes to being ranked higher and also it has whole grains so the first ingredient is whole grain oats and i think that is looked on really favorable along um, in this, um, what, are the, what is it called again? The food compass scores. So that is why I think that one is rated higher. And if you compare it to ground beef, there are still many vitamins and minerals in ground beef. However, it is higher in saturated fat. So that's not going to be looked favorably upon on the food compass um, scale. There are no um, f- like fruit, nuts, seeds, no whole grains, no fiber, no carbohydrates in it either so i think that's something that is looked for as well um another thing they look at is the additives so with the additives things like nitrates that sometimes can be found in ground beef um and things like that so i'm thinking that's why that is rated lower is because it only really contains two of the nine um things that they look for on the food compass scale so yeah i think that actually also fiber and protein is considered one of the nine so it does obviously have protein in it so I do think that is something that contributes to it but in in all I suppose it's only one and a half of the uh, food compass nine categories that's that the ground beef has compared to the lucky charms now if we all use our brains which we all have I don't think there is anyone who is like oh maybe lucky charms is a better option for me than ground beef surely not right Whereas that's what the big uproar is from Joe Rogan posting this. It's gone all over viral because obviously he's, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he's the biggest podcaster in the world. He's huge um, and famous, especially in the, in the US. So whatever he posts always will go viral. So, so yeah, he's posted this and it's gone crazy. Like, cannot believe the government's recommending Lucky Charms over ground beef, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's freaking out. But I don't think that's really what they're saying. They're just, they've just got a scale. They're not saying eat this over this or this is better than this. I don't, I don't interpret it that way. I just interpret it as they're looking at the vitamins and minerals and all the different categories that they've got and then just ranking them in general. Um, I don't think they're saying eat Lucky Charms over ground beef, to be honest. Anyway, um, 
yeah, if you have half a brain, you would know that Lucky Charms are not going to be a better option than ground beef. So I really think, yeah, it's been taken a bit out of context. So people are saying like, this is why the food system's so messed up because people are going to be thinking, oh, Lucky Charms are better for me. I'll eat this over ground beef. I'm like, no one is thinking that. Surely not. Surely not, right? I don't know. I, I just think that would be crazy for people to be thinking Lucky Charms is better than ground beef. Um, and I'd be very surprised if anyone makes um, that choice based off this scale that they've got. Um, but yeah, so that's what's come up um, in the news this week. And I thought it was very interesting and something to share. Obviously, at the end of the day, use your brain and you will know what's a better option. It's very easy to sort of pick, okay, this is a better option than this one. Everyone knows what's a better option than another. So yeah, I don't think anyone would be looking at this going, this is better than this. All right, well, let's get straight into the episode's topic, which is how the hell do you eat well in the workplace? You know, I used to work at a desk. <laughs> Obviously, I still work at a desk. I used to work in an office, go to an office and work. Um, before I was a nutritionist, I was absolutely miserable working a full-time job in transport and logistics, right? I worked in a call center and, um, people would call up, book in their pickup for their, um, product that they want to get delivered somewhere else or their iron they want to get delivered somewhere else. And I would organize that for them. Then I moved to another job and it was, it was, yeah, similar thing where you're just organizing things and transport and logistics. Anyway, I hated it and I went to study nutrition and here I am. Um, but when I still remember working at a desk and the health issues that will come up from working in an office and everything. So even while I was studying, I worked in a warehouse doing pig packing and there were still similar things that would come up from people that work in an office to where people work in a warehouse. I, I, there wasn't much difference, to be honest, with the way people ate. So I wanted to go through some things that I found at the time that were helpful to eat well in the office and things that you might be able to implement into your work day. Because people are going back into the office now. I know my husband has to go back in twice a week now, which I know he is trying to psych himself up as, yeah, it's okay, but really he'd much rather be home working. Um, but yeah, people going back into the office, I thought I'd give you some tips on how to uh, help eat well. Now, I think it's important to know that there are so many benefits to eating well in the workplace aside from weight management. So while you're at work and you're eating well, you will have much better concentration, productivity, energy, and just um, enthusiasm in general to be at work. I know it's probably a far stretch to say you're enthusiastic to go to work, but you won't be feeling as sluggish and yuck while you're at work if you are eating well. Now, when I worked in an office and in a warehouse, people ate shit. They had terrible, terrible diets. I remember when I was working in an office, there was this lady that sat next to me and she would legitimately have a two liter bottle of Coke with her pie every single day for lunch. Obviously, this wasn't a healthy option for her, um, but yeah, like that was just the norm for her. And even working in a warehouse, um, people didn't make the best options. I would always go and get takeaway or get Uber Eats delivered to the warehouse and yeah, get their food that way. And there were still a fair few people that would bring their food in. Um, but yeah, I was very much of the opinion that I hate spending money on takeaway and food especially during a work day on the weekends I'm a bit more flexible with but like during a work day it 
it's like, I feel like it's just wasted income and, um, you go to work to spend money on food. I just think it's a silly, silly way to do things and you should really be making your food and bringing it in. So all the time I always brought my food in, maybe one or two times at the warehouse, I would get food from a tasty truck that would come in. So if I had forgotten my food at home or I just did not have the time to prepare my food or I don't know, whatever happened, there was a tasty truck that would come and I'd get food from there. Even the tasty truck, like I remember complaining not to them, just to a friend that worked there. Like, there's no good options at the Tasty Truck. Like, everything's, like, crap. Like, what am I supposed to get that's going to actually fill me up and be somewhat nutritious? So there were a few things there. Um, anyway, so this leads to me to point number one. Now, you need to meal plan. You need to figure out what is the best way for you to be eating and how much variety do you need in a work week. So just say you work Monday to Friday. Um, you need to organize your morning snack, you need to organize your lunch and your afternoon snack. You need to organize these. I feel like this is like a non-negotiable to eating well at work. If you get to work early, bring your brekkie with you if you're too early to get up and eat or eat breakfast before you leave. Make sure you have a solid breakfast. So starting with breakfast, you've got to make sure there's some protein in your brekkie, right? So whether that is some Greek yogurt, a protein powder, eggs, those are probably the main protein sources for a brekkie. Um, make sure your meal has that. Make sure it has something else with it. So I always recommend having some carbohydrates with it. I just think it starts the day off well, makes you feel full and satisfied. So whether that's whole grain toast, granola, fruit. So like if you're having a protein powder, you could add some fruit like a banana, some strawberries or berries, and that's a great smoothie to have. Make sure you've got some carbohydrates. And also I'd recommend having a bit of color in your brekkie as well. So yeah, like I mentioned before, add some fruit to your granola or to your smoothie, or just have a side of fruit with your eggs on toast or something like that. That could just be a really nice way to start your day and start your day off right. Okay. Um, next thing is, I suppose your coffee. Uh, if you don't drink coffee, what are you trying to prove? Honestly, I'm joking. I'm joking. If you don't drink coffee, don't hate me. But if you're going to drink coffee, that's fine. I don't recommend having it all day. Just limit it to two coffees a day. Make that commitment to limit to two coffees a day. You got this. I think you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, try and limit to two coffees a day. If you want to have more, you're going to have to start getting used to black coffee. This is sort of where it's going to start to affect weight management. If you are having like three coffees a day with full cream milk, um, especially if you're adding sugar. I don't know too many people that add sugar to their coffees anymore. I think it's just a big no-no for people now. Um, but yeah, if you are adding some sugar to your coffee, it's definitely recommended to limit this. It's going to struggle to maintain weight. Now, when I worked in an office, I remember there would always be a coffee cart that would come around at some point during the day and honk the horn and then we'd all run downstairs and go to the coffee cart and order our coffees and um, get that and... Yeah, you can obviously do that. You're just going to be mindful of how much coffee you're having and how much added calories you're having into your diet because that's super, super important. Um, yeah, going back to the meal planning thing. So you've got your brekkie sorted, whether you're taking that with you or you are um, having it before you leave. Make sure you have your brekkie. Start your day off right. Next is think about your snacks, okay? So with your snacks... You got to think about, okay, I, gotta, I need some snacks that are going to um, fill me up for longer, have some protein, maybe have some fiber as well. So I love these snacks and I think these are practical to take to work uh, in most situations. So a Greek yogurt, fruit, rice cakes with like avo or uh, tuna or cottage cheese on top. They're all great options. When I worked 
at the warehouse. What was my go-to snacks? I think I always had tuna and rice cakes um, and fruit. They felt it was a very health conscious workplace, which was good. So there was always healthy food on hand. And even the vending machine was stocked with healthy food. So that made it a whole lot easier, which was good. Um, and yeah, I think I was, I think I was vegan when I worked at the office from memory. I think so. But anyway, um, make sure you've got some really good snacks. Even hard-boiled eggs are great. So when I worked in the warehouse, what I would do is I would hard-boil up some eggs and they had whole grain toast at the in the tea room. Now with the whole grain toast, I'd obviously toast it up and then I would crack my egg, peel it, and then I would slice it up and put it on top of the toast and I would have that once I got to work, especially when I was starting early because sometimes I'd start at 6am and I'd have my first break at like 8, 8.30ish. So then I'd just have my snack then. And uh, so then I just have my breakfast then and that would be my brekkie and then I have my snack and whatnot. Um, yeah, so think about your snacks. Are they going to fill you up for longer? Um, are they going to keep you satisfied? Even with your snacks, I recommend having your snack either right before you leave work or on your way home from work so that when you get home you aren't starving getting to the pantry and like oh my god I need food and then get everything you can find and eat as much as you can have something on the way home so you get home you're full and satisfied and you can just focus on either doing whatever you want to do or making your dinner if you're getting home late without having to you know ravish through the fridge or the pantry trying to find food to eat I did that the other night um I got home and I was so hungry and I had a slice of cheese while I was cooking my food because I was just like I think I'm gonna pass out so I learned from my mistakes um and eat accordingly lunches so if you can eat the same lunch for the week Monday to Friday props to you because that will make your day so much easier with eating, your week so much easier with eating well. So that's what I would do. I would have the same food for five days for lunch. Sometimes I would double up whatever I'm having for dinner and take that to work the next day for lunch. And that is another great option to do. And I know a lot of my clients do that. Whatever they eat for dinner, they double it up and then split the meal and put it in a container ready to go for lunch. Makes it a whole lot easier. So each, whichever way you want to go about it, do that. But just make sure you know what you're going to do and you're prepared for that. Seriously, these tradies next door, I hope they've got sunscreen on because they are dark. They are tanning hard. Um, yeah, I'm really worried about their skin. <laughs> I'm sure. It'll be fine. They are very tanned. They look like surfers, to be honest. Maybe I should get some tips off them of how to surf. <laughs> how to bloody stand up on a board. <laughs> That's what I need to know. Um, anyway, so the, that is my first tip. Now, like I said before, the importance of making sure you bring your food in is going to really help with avoiding things like going to cafes, tasty trucks that come around and things like that. Because nine times out of 10, it's never a great option from there. You, it's hard to find a healthy lunch out and about um, that's also like cost effective at the same time. Like, do you really want to be spending $20 on lunch every single time you go to work? I think it's very, I mean, if you love doing that, you do you. But if not, I wouldn't recommend it. I would just recommend bringing it in. Um, yes. So what are some lunches you can take to work? So what I used to do is I would get the quick cup rice tubs. I'll bring a can of tuna and I would cut up half an avo and I'll put all that in a bowl. So I'd cook the rice in the microwave. I'd put a can of tuna in and then chop up an avo and put that on top too. Looking back, knowing what I know now, I would recommend adding in some 
um, steam fresh packets of vegetables and heating that in a microwave and putting that too, just to get putting that in the bowl, just to get some more fiber into your diet. So that is what I would recommend for one meal. Otherwise, sandwiches are great. Wraps are great. Salads are great. Make sure you've got some protein like chicken or tuna, something really easy that you can just bring along. You don't have to reheat if you don't want to. Um, even with like toasties, you can do that as well. There's so many different things you can do, but in all, you want to make sure you've got some carbohydrates, some protein and some fiber in your meal. Make it up as you go. So that's my lunch recommendation as well. Oh my God, I barely caught my breath just then. The next tip I have for eating well in the workplace is leave the snacks off the desk. Don't bring your snacks to your desk as in like bags of lollies or chocolates and whatnot. If you want to keep your actual snacks like your morning and afternoon snack at your desk, obviously that's okay because that's what you've been set to eat. But don't add crap to your diet that you um, don't need to be having. Like I know in offices there's always lollies biscuits there's always things going around people bringing cakes and all this and from what i've heard from people is people don't want these in the office they know that it's not good for them they know it's contributing to them gaining weight they don't want these in the office but for some reason managers hr whoever bosses keep bringing them in and they probably think the same thing like oh i don't really want to be eating this it's not good for me but they still bring it in most of the time People do not want these in the office. If you if you disagree, let me know. But I am so confident with that from what I've from who I've spoken with at work because at work at in my consultations because so many of them are like, oh, it's this person's birthday, so they brought in cake or this person brought in Tim Tams or whatnot. There's always people bringing in shit into the office that you don't need to be having, and it just is really hard to say no to it. I mean, how many times can you walk walk by like the lolly jar or the chocolates jar? And not grab one. I think it'd be like the sixth time before I cave in, walking by it and grab it by then. I mean, there's only so much willpower a human can hold, right? So I would even recommend chatting to your bosses, your managers, HR, whoever, about bringing in some fresher, healthier snacks that you can have in the office. And if you don't know what that is, you can always get your manager or HR to contact me and I can come into the office and help improve the health of the office as well. That is one of the services I provide alongside like corp- alongside corporate seminars and things like that. My next recommendation is to have a bottle of water at your desk to help keep yourself hydrated. Now, if you're the type of person to be bogged down with work and barely even look up to catch your breath, then this is obviously not a good thing. So if keeping a water bottle at your desk ends up making you get stuck at your desk even longer, maybe have a glass and a glass of water. And every time, like every hour, you need to get up, refill your glass of water and bring it back to your desk. And that will help, you know, get you moving throughout the day a little bit rather than just sitting down for like eight, nine hours straight. Just gets you up and down and then every hour, get up, fill your glass up with water, have a drink, bring the glass back with you so you remember to go back and refill it up as well. So water will just help with energy, concentration, um, productivity, all of that as well. Um, And just keeping you energized throughout the day, which is super important and not lethargic and sluggish. My next recommendation is to actually take your flipping break. Oh my goodness, this grinds my gears with so many of my clients that are so swamped that they can barely take their breaks. And obviously it's not their fault. They've felt that pressure from someone higher up to make, to feel like they should always be, you know, working and not taking a break, but you need to take your break. You deserve your break. And most of the time they're taking that out of your pay. So make sure you take your breaks. Now, what I would recommend, oh my God, I need a sip of water. 
much better. What I recommend is to move away from your desk to eat your lunch. So go into the tea room, go somewhere else, just eat your lunch. Now, what I used to do is I would either, when I worked at the warehouse, if it was a nice day, I'd always sit outside in the sun because I am working inside. I wasn't going to get enough vitamin D. And if you work a full-time job, do you know how hard it is to get your vitamin D to an adequate level? It's so hard. So it's, it gets even worse when it's winter time. So whenever you get a chance, you know, take your jacket off, whatever you're wearing, don't take everything off. I mean, it depends where you work really, <laughs> but um, take your jacket off. So you have your arms showing, get some sun on your skin, obviously be sun smart at the same time. You don't want to get burnt or anything, but we need to get in the sun for about 20 minutes a day. We need sun on our skin for 20 minutes a day. So even for 20 minutes, go out, eat your lunch. If you're white, super white, I would recommend maybe putting some sunscreen on or maybe even a little bit less so you don't get burnt because especially the first time your skin gets in the sun, it's most likely going to burn for like the first time in like that year, for example. Don't burn yourself, but I do recommend going outside, get some fresh air into your, into your, into your lungs um, and eat your desk outside. I used to do that all the time. And when I worked in the office, everyone used to sit in the tea room and there was nowhere to sit outside. There were no seats or anything. So I literally sat on the curb in the car park and ate my lunch. <laughs> How depressing does that sound, right? <laughs> anyway, that's what I did. I sat on the curb and ate my lunch um, just to be able to get some fresh air and some. It's a beautiful day. Get some sun on my skin and everything as well. And it was freaking freezing in the offices all the time, so it was nice to be warm for once. Um, but yeah, that's um, my next recommendation. You got to get away from the desk. You need that break, so make sure you take it. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one -on -one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program. And by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. The next thing is that people often do like after work drinks and go out for dinners and there's lots of social things or even like work functions where you're eating out a lot or drinking or you're like pressured to have to have a wine with everyone because you're trying to impress clients and shit like that. So with that, you need to be mindful of how much you're actually having. So if you have lots of work meetings where you're constantly in work meetings and going out for lunches with clients and things like that, I know many of my clients go out with their clients for lunch, you know, trying to keep them on board as a client, things like that. But 
if you know you're going out, plan your diet around that so that you can still help to maintain weight and always pick better options. Remember, it's Wednesday lunchtime. You don't need to be having everything that, you know, your heart desires. You've got to be a little bit more mindful of how much you're having and what you're having. Because if you do have frequently have all these meals um, out during the week and then it's the weekend and you want to actually go and live your life and go out with friends and family and everything where you'd be more wanting to go out and eat, it kind of ends up being a whole week of just getting um, eating eating at restaurants. And that's not very healthy for you or for your waistline as well. So really be mindful of how much we're having and what we're having. And from what I've heard from clients, a lot of them kind of get forced to drink more and they end up getting their drink topped up for them. And before they know it, they've had like four wines and they don't know how they got there and whatnot from what I've heard from clients um you just got to be mindful of what you're having and be more confident in saying no to things just like no I'm not feeling it I'm not I don't feel like drinking or I don't feel like having this I'm just gonna have something small because oh I've got my dinner at home waiting for me or whatever it is just make up some reason as to why you can't eat or drink as much if you do feel that pressure so for example I have a client that had a work lunch and she's like oh I'm going here for lunch and I'm like okay And you know what's hard about these things as well? When your work's paying for it and it's like a really fancy restaurant, you kind of do want to go, you know, enjoy it a lot because it's nice and you probably wouldn't go there on your own or it wouldn't be a usual place that you'd go. Um, But even so, you can still look at the menu, pick a decent option, pick something that has some protein, some veggies, um, pick a lower calorie drink. Just try to make those swaps for better options so that you make more informed choices about your health. Even for after work drinks and things, maybe limiting it. If it's like every Friday night you're having after work drinks and getting pizza or whatever, maybe aim to go be like, okay, I'm going to have one or two drinks. Then I'm going to go home and have my dinner. Don't end up getting takeaway on the way home or just like, oh, well, I'm here. I'll just get some a bowl of chips or a parma or something like that. Make a, make a choice as to what you're going to do. Because I would also recommend thinking about with your weekend, how much you're actually eating out on the weekend. Like if you know you're going out for dinner Saturday night, you're going out for breakfast Sunday morning and all these things are happening, I would think about that and think, okay, do I need to go out for dinner again tonight and have uh, eat at a restaurant again? Or can you just have a couple of drinks with your friends and then go home and have your dinner? Make those better choices. All right, so these are all my recommendations to eating well at work. I've, I was to give you one that I think is really, really important. And honestly, it is meal planning, preparing your meals and bringing it into work. Get a lunchbox, bring your food in. Don't just get takeaway once you're at work. Trust me, it just doesn't end well. End up gaining weight. It's bad enough that you're sitting at a desk for eight, nine hours a day. I'm not judging you for that. I'm, I do the same thing. But it's bad enough that we do that and then um, get takeaway as well. It's just not good for our lifestyles to have a sedentary lifestyle and then just getting takeaway. Because before you know it, you end up gaining five kilos and then you're like, oh my God, how did this happen? And it's because of the takeaway. So just be really conscious of what you're having and how much you're having. All right, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with a friend or post it to your socials, whatever you want to do. Leave me a review as well please go to your iTunes or your Spotify account and leave me a positive review. That would mean a lot to me. Anyway, um, that is it. You know where to find me, nutrition underscore by Samantha on Instagram, and I shall see you all or you hear me (laughs) next week. That's what I should say. All right. See you guys. I should stop rambling. Bye.